0: Going on. Good morning. Welcome to One Way Conversation. How the fuck are you doing today? We are off to start our Wednesday. Wednesday, December eighteenth. We are one week away from Christmas. One week from now, what we what we we just saying word? Where, where did it all go? How this? How did it all go by so fast? Well, maybe not this early in the morning, but we will be, because Christmas Eve is a big event, That'll be all. that'll be all over and all done with, and we'll just, um, we'll just have to be, like, all in the rearview mirror, like, all that planning, all that anticipation, all that excitement is gone. Presents will be torn open under the tree. And then you just have shit to do. Then you just, your day will get started and you'll have places to be. It'll be like any other holiday. But Christmas, we know. It's a nice holiday. And we we enjoy being around the family and we enjoy being around, well, I guess this is in no particular order then. The family, the food, and the alcohol. You can uh, rank that however you want to rank it. But we all enjoy uh, certain aspects of it. And it'll be like I said, just, it's, it's, it comes and it goes and it's all over. You're like, holy shit, another Christmas in the books. Happens so fucking quick sometimes. One week away. So, I don't know, savor it, I guess. Now's the time. Last minute shopping, that shit's for the birds, man. I got a couple of things to do, but nothing too crazy. I got it all planned out. I got my whole uh, operation planned out. know exactly how to handle it. I used to be, like, the worst last-minute shopper, though, man. I, I would just put shit off. This was well before Amazon. I would just put shit off. On top of that, I had to, like, travel and stuff. And I, did, sometimes I was on, like, public transportation. Yeah, carry all these presents on a fucking train. Really inconvenient for me, personally. <laughs> Getting you your presents. I mean, like, it's tough when you have young nieces and nephews. you yeah, I get them shit. And then you never know what to get, to, you know, my older brothers and stuff like that. And you always got to get stuff for this person, that person. And you're packing it up. And you don't want to pack up and stuff. So I'd be, like, at the mall on Christmas Eve, Eve, or Christmas Eve. And it would just be miserable. There's no, no place more miserable than Christmas Eve at a mall. That is... The absolute work, then you just feel it. You're like, at this point, you're like, fuck this holiday. Fuck these people. (laughs) And then, of course, the next day, you're giving out presents. And you're just like, you wrap it up, you're giving them presents, and uh, they get you something a lot nicer than you got them like 12 hours before. And you're like, oh shit, next year, I'll put more thought into it. And then the next year, inevitably, you're back again, fucking Christmas Eve, cursing yourself out. I'm gonna start early, I'm gonna start in fucking September next year. Amazon's really taking all the pressure off of you, though. I mean, you get Amazon, you could order shit today and it'll be here by Christmas. So you're really doing, to me, it's getting your shopping done early. If you're doing it online. Amazon's a fucking godsend. It is... It's a little difficult if you live with the people because, uh, you know, they get like, packages. And, but, you know, they, it's all uh, it's all understood at that point. There's not You know there, There's there's a um, Not secrecy But there's a respect To certain boxes You say oh, Look You can't be opening boxes That are addressed to me Or whatever So you know Whatever It's just a box It's just a box It's how we shop these days If I get my fucking detergent that way I can get a Christmas present that way But there are a couple of things You gotta do to store But that's quick In and out type operations And uh, I got that covered so, pretty organized. And on top of it, helps to have an organized wife who takes care of a lot of shit that... And inevitably there's going to be a last minute, like, oh, I forgot this person. I got, oh, should we get this person one? Anyway, go, like, oh, let's go get a scarf or something. Scarf, great, great holiday gift, a scarf. Because everybody uses them. I mean, I don't use them, but everybody else uses them. So you can never have, like, too many. Because maybe your scarf doesn't match with uh, your pants one day. You know, oh, shit, I, gotta, I can't wear a scarf today. And then, boom, out of nowhere, you get a scarf on Christmas. Oh, shit, okay, this is my special scarf. You take a shot sometimes. That's a good one. That's a good feeling. When you take a shot on a gift, you're like, this person's never going to like this. And they're going to be like, oh, I have three scarves. I have blue. I have black. I don't ha- I needed a red one. This is perfect. Thank you. And then you see them, like, a week later. Watching football and they're wearing a fucking scarf Nailed it That's the best feeling Every other gift you get you never see again It's always that one It's always that one that you didn't think about getting Or you didn't think you needed to get Or got last minute That ends up showing up again and again Somebody's wearing it That's a good one right there So what I'm saying is you're putting too much thought into your gifts Ah, Jesus Today's fucking commute Cannot be any worse. Yesterday's commute—it was an absolute disaster. So what happened was two tractor trailers like jackknifed in opposite directions. It was almost like they were trying to tie a shoelace between the two of them. That's what it looked like. You had one pointing to the left, one pointing to the right, on opposite sides of the street, and then I guess multiple cars were got caught up in that. But I just I, when I when I stopped recording yesterday. I said, oh, "I'll just give dead air for like a half hour." I was in. I was in the car, sit. I, I didn't get to the train station for another hour and a half. So at that point, it's probably ten minutes from the train station. So let's say that hour and twenty minutes. It will give that a uh, a guess right there. An hour and twenty minutes, just sitting in the car. Stands absolute standstill. No motion at all, and look. I'm just not prepared to fill for an hour and 20 minutes. Nor do I... I probably also just don't have the talent to do that. I'm not sure I'm prepared... Talent-wise or... Material-wise. Fill for an hour and 20 minutes. And who's going to listen to that anyway? 27 minutes is a lot for you to listen to me. So I can't imagine... (laughs) I can't imagine... What, they, what the next 27 minutes would have been like, let alone the next hour and 20 minutes would have been like. Sometimes you just need fucking silence in the car. And I've, I've, I'm, I've locked in this 20 minute ride every day to not be silent. No radio, just me going like this. But I mean, there are times when you just need the fucking silence in the car. In fact, you put the radio on listen to what those schmucks have to say. Plenty of other schmucks doing that. But they got producers and people feeding them shit and people to feed off of. You know, or callers. I, just, I ran out of shit to talk about 27 minutes yesterday. Probably 21 minutes yesterday, and then I filled for 6 minutes. That was, a, that was miserable. I didn't get to work until 10.30. Which, sign me up for that shit every goddamn day of the year. 10.30 to 5 is what the working day should be. Took a quick half hour of lunch, didn't take a full lunch, and I felt, I didn't feel bad. If I wanted to take a full lunch, I would have, but I didn't need to. But it started to be odd, an hour to, two hours after I got to work, or two and a half hours after I went to work, to just take another hour of lunch. But just Yeah get me at 10.30 That's the one we should start the day Now I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in now Be there by 8.30 or so Drinking my coffee Reading Whatever Internet shit Going over this and that And eventually I'll like Look at work God I guess I gotta do this Or somebody will come by my desk And be like Oh yeah is this taken care of like, Oh yeah I can take care of that now I guess You know It's just a drag 10.30 I go in get right to work, man. 10.30, the day's waiting for you. There is no dilly-dallying. There is no reading up on the news or on ESPN or anything like that. Just get right to work. That's efficient. I tell you what, that's a lot better than the fucking toilet seat that I saw was to help employees' efficiency. See this thing? It's fucking built at a 13-degree angle, sloped down. So essentially you're... Using your legs to support you a little more than you normally would. You're not just using your ass <laughs> to support you on the on the john. But the whole idea is that after five minutes of sitting down, it gets to be uncomfortable. I, I swear to God, if I ever go to an employer, I'm checking every time. If I ever have a job interview again, I assume I will have a job interview at some point. I don't know why that was a big if. I'm checking the toilets before I go. So if they're 13 degrees angled down, I'm out. I am out. I don't like going into the bathroom work. Sometimes you have to. Don't fuck with me, man. Okay? Don't intrude on my time in the stall. I got one important job to do in there. I'd rather not be... It's uncomfortable enough emptying your bowels. I don't want to fucking do it while I'm doing a fucking yoga pose or a fucking squat. Man, when I was pledging a fraternity, we used to have to do wall sits. You sit against the wall, you lower yourself. I'm not supposed to be telling you that. I think that thing was common knowledge. We used to do that. We used to do that in public places. We used to do that in the Greek area, Greek common area there. So I don't think that's really. It's not really a secret. Yeah, you're sworn to secrecy, man. Omerta. When you join a fraternity, that's are not, not supposed to tell people anything. I think wall-sit is kind of common knowledge. Let me tell you, if you bring the wall-sit into my fucking place of business, my personal business, I'm done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. What kind of animal fucking invents that? Says this, this, this will help employ, employers get more efficiency from their employees. You know, The day we install that, we are going to a new building in the next year or two. If we, if I go in there and they have those toilets, I'm taking a fucking baseball bat to it. Get the fuck out of here. I mean that's just a that's a big fucking middle finger every time you go in the bathroom if you see this 13 degree angled toilet staring at you, sliding off and stuff. You know who's gonna take you know Who's gonna take the brunt of the punishment here? It's not the employees. Well, it is certain employees. It's not the everyday Joe who goes in to drop a deuce. It's the guys who got to fucking clean up. Because you're going to have people so resentful over what the employers are doing to them. They're going to piss over the seats. They're going to piss on the stalls. They're going to shit on the floor. Then the janitor's got to worry about it. You couldn't be more... Tone deaf isn't even the right word to describe you. If you're an employer who thinks it's okay to put that into your employees' bathroom. Tone, that's not even the word. Yeah, I think you're just an animal. You're a scumbag. You're a piece of shit. And you've forgotten how you made all your money. Because you know what? It wasn't by nitpicking shit like this. You didn't get to be the owner or CEO or whatever of a company by nitpicking shit like this. By regulating, by putting torture on people's on people's legs for trying to take a shit at work. I don't know they're saying people go in to hide there or whatever and playing their phone and shit like that. People are gonna find ways to do that anyway. Alright, if they don't want to do it in the bathroom, they're going to find a break room, or they're going to fucking take a walk, or they're going to go to a fucking coffee shop. They're going to fucking find a way. If you don't like it, I'll tell you. When I was working in the city, man, it was—it feels like it was a long time ago. It really wasn't. It was just there's there was a lot of older people there who would smoke. And they would, four times a day, they're taking 15-minute breaks to smoke. Plus their lunch. They're probably starting their lunch with the smoke and ending with the lunch. Another fucking 10 minutes here and there. So that's another hour, to hour and 20. That's two hours and 20 minutes of break time for lunch and smokes. And God forbid they have a stressful day. These guys are going down 13 flights just to fucking smoke a cigarette. People are going to find a way. Except for the CEO of that company. <laughs> CEO of that company. 2000 and fucking six he was still smoking in his uh office you go in his office sometimes not that i was in the ceo's office a lot but you go in there ashtrays got a couple cigarettes in it smells faintly of smoke <laughs> i just i did like that kind of guys who held on to that era longer than society said they should and by society i meant like, i mean like laws <laughs> Everybody knew like smoking was shitty for you. Everybody started banning it in restaurants, indoors. Now it's getting a little bit much. Like, sidewalks. kept smoking on the fucking sidewalk. is that happened? I don't know. New York was doing some weird shit at some point. Where you couldn't smoke in, like, parks and stuff. Sorry, it was just getting over. Into the right lane and maneuvering around some schmucks. Yeah, New York was doing some shit with uh, cigarette. I don't know if that has ever gone through, but certain places you can't smoke. Certain public places you can't smoke. Outdoor public places. But yeah, I remember I had. I was my only boss. I had a boss before that. I was. I sold. Uh, I didn't sell any, but I was peddling. I was peddling uh, alarm systems. And this guy had uh, an office in the bottom... In the basement of some shitty building. In a shitty part of upstate New York. And I'd go in there. And that was the only perk of the job. Because I didn't get fucking paid ever for this job. I think I paid for gas once. Uh, The only perk was I could go in this guy's office and smoke a cigarette with him. Of course, it was in this basement office with like no ventilation <laughs> it's probably a yellow spot above his uh you know on the fucking what do you call it the drop ceiling above his chair <laughs> I mean that's that's a nice stain and, and tattoo from the past if you walk into a place and see a fucking smoke ring on the drop ceiling you know that's been a long that place has been there for a long time and that people don't play by the rules there Happy birthday! Speaking of people who don't play by the rules, man, a couple smooth transitions today. Happy birthday to uh, one of the greats, a legend, a rock star. When you talk about rock stars, this is the prototype of a rock star. I know I talk a lot about Freddie Mercury. He is Freddie Mercury's a different type of rock star. He's a he's a rock star who 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 works a crowd, who uh, who just he's he's got. I mean, he's got like that flash and that. And that fucking... And he's got the voice, too. This guy... He's a different... This guy is a step above Freddie Mercury, as far as rock stars go, in my book. He... This is a... I'm not talking about musical talent, and he's great. I'm not talking about singing, which he is not great. (laughs) I'm not talking about songwriting or anything like that. I'm just talking about the persona of a rock star. This guy is Mount Rushmore. Number one pick... Of the all-time rock star draft. It is Keith Richards' birthday. This guy, a legend. An absolute fucking legend. He has find all the odds to reach his 76th birthday today. Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. Read this guy's book, man. Life, he's done shit and seen shit you can't imagine fucking nodding off in bathroom stalls as they're recording some of their great albums because he's all, he's all fucked up on heroin. He's, all, he's been shooting up all morning uh, or night or day or whatever, and he just he up, finds himself in a bathroom stall in the, in the recording studio. Still fucking drinking to this day. He'll sm- smoke a little bit of pot to this day, apparently. That's the word. Friend of Hunter Thompson's, of course. Can't let that go by the wayside that's adds to it what if that is my absolute number one bucket list item that I know won't ever happen is having a drink with Keith Richards. I would love to have a fuck. It was just one drink with Keith Richards. Just one drink with him. That's one of my favorite Keith Richards stories is uh he went on Mark Marin's podcast a couple years ago and Mark Marin's a recovering alcoholic drug addict and he um, uh, quit smoking and everything. He was on the gum, all that kind of shit. And Keith Richards goes on his podcast a couple of years ago. And he comes in and he's drinking like some... I, he said it was like some orange-looking drink. I don't know if it was a screwdriver or like orange soda and whatever the fuck. I have no idea what. There was definitely booze in it. That was the least, it was... It was intimated there was some booze in there. But Keith Richards just starts he just lights up a cigarette in the fucking recording studio because he's fucking Keith Richards. And man's like, I haven't had smoke a cigarette in 20 years, but can I bum one of those? He's like, I got you had, you gotta smoke a cigarette. Keith Richards if the opportunity presents itself. So he's Western Connecticut's own. If you're out there, Keith, I wanna i I wanna have a drink with you, man. One day. I am I am nobody. I am a nobody with the podcast that nobody listens to. I hope that you take me up on this offer. Have a great fucking day, everybody. I'm off to work. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow here in on a one way conversation. Peace.